Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. That's a hell of a song, man. Nicely done. Tyler texts us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. He says, Bob, Phil Collins is terrific. I love that he's had a bit of a resurgence in the last few years. Please play Mama. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott. Brendan's doing a multitude of tasks today, which is good because I can't do any. Uh, this is Oilers Now, where guests receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef Eltop that Oilers Now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, our Oilers Now headliner today is brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. So we welcome back to the show, Sportsnet Spec. Hello, Mark Spector. How you doing? Oh, pretty fair. Bobby, do you have a favorite uh, Phil Collins song? No, I'm not a big Phil Collins fan, man. I'm here to tell you. Why is that? I was, I was way more heavy, heavy rock and roll than Phil so Collins. It's about he the was mu- always a little light for my liking. So, so it's about the music, then. That's why you don't like him. It's not I about got nothing against the guy. I didn't even know the guy. What would I have against the guy? Oh, Mark, you've disliked musician. a lot of people that you haven't known over the years. No, no, no. He's a very famous, like successful as heck. You don't get, you know, I, my hats off to anyone who can get as famous and sell as many records as he sold. Did I buy? any of them? No, I never bought any of them. So what would you have been buying back in the, uh, like, you know, in the 80s? Oh, Bobby, I was buying Led Zeppelin, I was buying ACDC, I was buying Sabbath. There's Creed. nothing wrong with those. That's, that's all great nothing stuff, man. That stuff. That's all man, great a stuff. A lot of Doobie Brothers. Okay, Doobie I mean, I wasn't, the, I wasn't the biggest Doobie Brothers guy, I'll be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, some Chicago, all kinds of stuff, man, but I just never was never a big chill guy, you know? Yeah. Would you like Phil Collins? Yeah, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on the show. There's nothing wrong with Oh, no, we're, well, what we're discussing. I just wasn't a Phil guy. Well, one of the discussion points we're having is, you know, Phil took some heat during the later years in his career. Some people, you know, said, yeah, his music's too poppy and too light. Others said, oh, we hate his politics, blah, 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 even though he never really stated what his politics were. Um, and it, it does sort of correspond to how some people perceive athletes. Like, you have guys that go out there out of their way. You have you have broadcasters that go out of their way to appear to be, uh, you know, virtuous, shall we say, on issues. Oh, he must be on the right side of it or, or the left side of it. It's just really interesting because when I think of he had seven number one hits. He's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, I remember, do you remember, because you and me were doing the show on 1260 at the time, when mm-hmm. uh, the late Jim Gregory was on talking about, Dick Duff was of the highest moral character. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, he played in the original six. He was a second liner. Okay? he was, right. a, And they didn't have Glenn Anderson in the Hockey Hall of Fame, who had 498 career goals and had won six Stanley Cups. Now, eventually, and I, it just sort of, and I'm like, so did Glenn upset some writers along the way and some people? Eventually, they they righted it, and Glenn ended up getting in there. Because, you know, perception is part of kind of how it works at times, you know, Spec, how, how people are perceived out there. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, and everything's politicized today, much more than it used to be. A guy comes out today and and falls on, tells you whether he's Republican or Democrat, certainly in the States, and or now in Canada, right? If you, if you come oh, out I'd... today and state your claim as UCP or, or Trudeau Liberal, people, you immediately gain a bunch of fans and you immediately lose a bunch of fans, and that's just the way we are. I grew up at a time where I didn't care who my athlete voted for. I'm not, frankly, I still don't care who my athlete votes for. I'll take it one step further, Speck. Vote wherever you want. Speck, we have an election coming up on Monday. Go vote for who you want. That's what I have to say. Okay? Yeah, vote for who you want. Absolutely. There Ball. you go. All right. So, uh, Speck, that's, you wrote a piece on what you might perceive the Edmonton Oilers are doing. Ken Holland was on yesterday in Oilers Now and talked about pending UFAs uh, and that they've expressed um, a desire to stay. In, first of all, just before we go to what the Oilers need to do, is it possible, Mark, the Edmonton Oilers might have lost two years in a row to the eventual Stanley Cup champions? Well, we're going to find that out soon. I mean, I think, I, I think the Colorado team last year was of such a high pedigree and had had paid their dues for so long. Uh, and when they beat Edmonton, no one was surprised. We all thought maybe it'd be a five or six game series, but not many people picked Edmonton to win that series. So that didn't come with much, you know, it kind of unfolded the way we thought it would. Then they won the cup and we all said, there you go. They're as good as we thought they were. Vegas is a little different because Vegas and Edmonton were so close to each other. So it does sting when you see Vegas go on. And, and have their way with Dallas here. You think, man, if they could do that to Dallas, couldn't Edmonton have done that to Dallas? I mean, I think they could have. So, sure. What, what, the funny thing about this year, Bob, was there was all these upsets all over hockey and all these good teams went out and the path got knocked wide open, but there wasn't any upsets in the Pacific, right? Edmonton still had to go through Vegas, the best team in the West, and unfortunately couldn't beat them. And Edmonton finished ahead of L.A. and ultimately won against a very well-coached L.A. Kings squad. Uh, when we did our prediction spec, I said on the air, I, I'm, I'm adding a game just because of Todd McClellan, knowing the Oilers and the matchup and that that one three one passive neutral zone that he plays. And, that, you know, that said, the two games they won, they won an OT. Um but at the end of the day, the best team in the Pacific won the, the the team that was best in the regular season won the Pacific in the playoffs. The problem was Edmonton for the second half of the year were the best team in the Pacific, and I think that's what's a little bit frustrating for fans in oil country. Yeah. So what are these little things? What are the little things that caused LA to to perform in the clutch a little bit? Like they won the overtime games, right? Two of them anyway. Yeah. They scored scored a late goal, got a late power play. What are the little things? Edmonton led every game of that Vegas series. It's crazy. But only only won two of them. What are the small it's not things a sm- that... Mark, it's not a small thing. There's an obvious thing that happened in both series. And what's that? We both love the guy, but he had a tough first experience as a starting goalie in the playoffs. Sorry. Yeah, but it was way more than that. I'm sure. just saying it's... They didn't have Bobrovsky stealing outright stealing games he... for him. I'll give you that. They didn't. But there was there was a team that allowed a lot of good chances that yep. couldn't hold leads. There was a team that, that got up 3-1 numerous times and couldn't make it last, and it wasn't all on the goal. No, ball. but Mark, they they day, when you have when you have I, – I think Stuart Skinner is going to mature and grow – and be a goaltender capable of winning the Stanley Cup for Edmonton. Okay? I agree. Okay? But you can't go sub-900 in back-to-back series. Of course you can. For sure. And he gave up four on 17 in Game 5, 
and four on twenty one in game six and got yeah that, that was okay. So at what point do we sorry, stop four, blaming the goal? Yeah. I'm at what you. point do we stop blaming the goalie nope, nope, and start blaming nope. the coaching staff that ran a tired goalie out there night after night okay, after well, night? Okay, well that's and who that's, had never. Let me finish, Bob. Who had never started twelve NHL games in a row, but all of a sudden in the playoffs was doing it and growing tired completely before fair, our and getting fair every comment. start. Completely I stop blame Skinner after about eight starts, Bob, and I start to blame so other people. Would you have? Would you have? Start, so, okay, so at what point would you have started Campbell? Well, at the point that I saw that Skinner was just tiring out, wearing down, uh. right? I would say to you that, you know, game six, he wasn't even close to good enough. Game five, he wasn't good enough. Like, well, at some start- point, I, I think you had to take a 30,000-foot a, a view on the goaltending situation and say, if I think I'm going to start Stuart Skinner every game of the playoffs and we're going to win a cup, that's probably not going to happen. I have to decide when the playoffs begin I don't have a guy that can win 16 and start 22 straight. I got two guys, and I got to use two guys. Mark, I think they got to use two guys all next season. Okay, and into the playoffs. So here's what I would have said: I would have thought the opportune time to have started Jack Campbell would have been Game Four in Edmonton. Game Four in Edmonton might have been Stuart Skinner's best game against the Vegas Golden Knights in the playoffs. Yep. Okay, so they made the call. They got to live with that. That comes. They also had. They also they changed their D, their D zone coverage a bit. They played their wingers a little bit higher up on the D at the points, and basically it amounted to a three on three. And there was one pairing five on five, Nurse and Cece, that got outscored six to one five on five in the series. They got destroyed, and often, uh, certainly in the final game, that coincided with dry settle. By the way, Mark. It was interesting how Drysaddle fell on the sword for his teammates after the game. You recall what he said? I cost us the game. That's what he said. I, you know, I didn't hear that. He said I wasn't very good, and I got to take my share of the blame. He said I wasn't very good tonight. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure he said I cost him the game. I, I I when sworn, I was standing there. I, well, okay, I could have sworn he said this is on me. I thought he said that. So, anyways, you know, so I'm I'm looking like the entire. I think we both know what needs to happen next year. Can't be 18th and 17th in goals against like they were the last two yeah. seasons. It's a defensive. It's a team that that has all the offense in the world. Yep. And that's why I think like I just I I almost bristle a little when I hear when we just start with goaltending because I think it's so much deeper than that. Yes, it's goaltending. Okay, you can't. You're right, Bob. You can't win sub 900. That is a fact. Okay. But there's so much more to it. And this is a team that has to figure out the so much more. They need to this is a team that needs to be able to lock down the lead. Can they lock come back? Lead. Can they come back with the following pairings? Ekholm and Bouchard, Nurse and Cece, and Kulak and uh Deharnay because I'll tell you why. Both uh both the Ekholm Bouchard pairing and the Deharnay Kulak pairing kept their head above water against Vegas in that series 5 on 5. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, I guess let's let's focus this question down. You're telling me is CC good enough to be a guy that plays with Nurse? Is he an actual shutdown guy, or is he just playing on the shutdown pairing and he's not able to shut anyone down? That's what I'm going to ask you. Nurse is staying. I'm not absolving Nurse. I'm yeah. not telling you Nurse is everyday fantastic on defense. I'm not saying any of that stuff. What I am, th- I'm dealing in reality. Yes. All the people out there listening here, Darnell Nurse is going to play for this team next year and the year after and the year after. That's a fact. He's a part of this team. They sign a long term. He's a guy back there. 
So what you got to deal with is, is CC the right partner for him? Should he get another partner that is within the D they already have? Or should they... Uh, Make a move. Find a way to move, make a move, right? So here's Open a problem question. I have with CC Spec. Who can the real Cody CC show up? Because yeah. last year, how did he play with Darnell Nurse? Very, he was very good, and this is a contract year. Uh, no, it's not. He's I got suspect. he's got two years left at three point two five. Look at one year left. I thought. No, he's got two. Excuse me. Um, anyhow, uh, you know, I want to. I guess you got to ask yourself. We think this is a player that's going to bounce back and have a better year. Good question, Bob. Yeah, I. Uh, it's an interesting one for me. Notice I didn't mention Broberg. I think Broberg's got to play. I would rather Edmonton send Broberg down to Bakersfield at the start of the year and he'd play the first half of the season playing 22, 23 minutes a game, and they have a seventh defenseman that's a veteran guy at 800000 bucks. than have Broberg here at the start of the season. Now, conversely, I want Holloway playing from day one all year in the top nine, never on a fourth line. I want him up and playing all the time. But in Broberg's case, he just hasn't played enough over the last couple of years. He's been injured a couple times. Your thoughts on those two players, Holloway and Broberg? Yeah, Holloway has to play now. It's his time, and there's room to play him. There's room. You got to find room on a on a good team like this one. He breaks in on your bottom six, and then you see which you know by the end of the season if he's earned his way up, he's earned his way up. I'm going to ask you, Bob. Here's your four left wingers from the end of the you know the end of the season was Kane, Nugent Hopkins. Fogel and generally it was Costin, Costin or right. Yeah. Which of those guys? Holloway's a left winger. Which of those guys is he replacing? Well, I mean, in order to make the numbers work and to make some other changes, Fogel would make the most sense. Yeah. Yeah, and are you a better team if you take out? I thought Warren Fogel was very valuable in the playoffs. He, good well, that line played really well, especially no, he was part of against it. Vegas. The Oilers had some challenges. That line deserved a better fate than an even goal share in that series. Like yeah, they, they I, were pretty I don't good. mind Fogel. Fogel's yeah. big and strong, and he's a third-line left yep. winger. Okay. Exactly I, well, that's a valid point. Uh, maybe can Fogel play the right side? Well, that's a good question. Now we start to you know move things around. So, sure. Okay. Uh, do you re-sign uh, Bukestad, Janmark, or Derek Ryan? Yeah, uh, can I have two of those guys, or do sure. I only get one? No, you can get two. If I want, uh, I think that Janmark goes. Uh, Bukestad stays for sure, because he's a centerman. He does a lot of things for me. And now if I'm choosing between Ryan and Janmark, uh, I'll probably always keep the centerman in Ryan on a one-year deal. He plays right wing exclusively now on this stage. Well... He can play center at a pinch, is my point. Yeah, Yanmark uh, never plays center. I, I am here. You know what? I'm going to ask Brian Lawton coming up because he worked. He started Octagon, and Octagon represents Bukestad. Uh, it would not surprise me if Bukestad could get $2 million plus in the market. If that happens, the Oilers aren't going to be able to resign him. No, it's absolutely for sure. As I wrote the other day, Bukestad signs in Edmonton for less than he gets elsewhere. And the condition is, if you want to win a Stanley Cup near the end of your career, play here. If you're chasing money, nice knowing you. That's you know, how it's got to be. I got to tell you, Mark, there's one thing about Derek Ryan that bothers me. Okay? That's he shouldn't be the best uh, winger at getting the puck out up the wall. Sorry. <laughs> like, like, I mean that in all sincerity. How yeah. is that possible that he has the greatest success ratio of, you know, chipping pucks past defenders? Because he's so smart. 
I know, why. but it also speaks to some an area that the Oilers need to improve on. Well, he's a, yeah, and he's an older player. You know, he's older and he's yeah. not very big. So those are two strikes. In uh, when I'm building my hockey team, old and small. I don't have a lot of guys who are old and small. Well, you, you know what trumps old and small? Smart. Yeah, he's so smart that he can, you know, he's different. All right. But let's, yeah, keep going. Let's do some quick hitters here. Uh, and 100% spec, the Oilers' team defense needs to improve. They've been 17th this year, 18th last year. They were 20th on the PK a year ago, 17th this year. They have to improve those two. If they can become top 10, now saying that, Vegas were not 10, top 10 in goals for or goals against this year, and they could end up winning the Stanley Cup. But mm-hmm. they were seventh in save percentage, which is the great equalizer. Uh, what's more a surprise? Florida up three nothing on Carolina, or Vegas up three nothing on uh, Dallas? Oh boy! I mean, they're both to me. I uh, probably Florida, but they got the magic going. They're the magic team this year, right? Number eight team beats Boston, beats Toronto. Now they're Carolina. Like, what? Tell me about Carolina. Are they? Is Carolina like the? Uh, Oilers of us. Sorry, Carol. The, the Billy Bean Oakland A's. You know they're the they're the great mm-hmm. analytics team. That's an awesome regular season team, and they got lots of good players, and they're hard to beat all year, and they never get it done in the playoffs. Mark, right? the, the Carolina Hurricanes in the last they've lost eleven straight games in the conference finals since beating the Oilers in the 06 Cup. They've only scored two. Or more goal. Uh, they've only scored more than two goals in one of those eleven games. Now this year, in fairness to them, they lose Svechnikov. They lose Patch already. I mean, that's two top six forwards, and Svechnikov's a legitimate forty goal scorer in the league. Yep. But man, oh man, they they don't score come crunch time. It's crazy. Well, they don't. They don't win come crunch time. Like I want to say, Bob, these. You know the the teams that have everyone's made the most noise that are built on analytics. Well, Florida's uh, built on analytics, Mark. Uh, they have how they, many of they, them are, right? So okay, They have Sonny so, Mehta. He is, and Vegas is an so analytics team. Vegas well, is an analytics team. I'm, all I've ever heard about, Bob, is Kyle Dubas and the Carolina Hurricanes and the New Jersey Devils, and none of those teams win when it matters. Now, Jersey's on their way up. I get it. Maybe they don't count yet. But Toronto doesn't win when it matters, and Carolina doesn't win when it matters. And yeah. uh, Florida's having a red-hot run. But a year ago, they didn't win when it mattered, Bob. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to question, you know, and nor did those Oakland A's teams ever win when it mattered either. They won all year, and they didn't win when it mattered. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Well, I mean, some yeah. might some might go far as far back as the Baltimore Orioles spec, um, sort of in the window when Oakland did win, 72 to 74, right? Like they... Oh, we're not talking about those teams. That was I'm pretty... just saying Baltimore was built the same way that uh, the same way kind of Oakland was, right? Like, you know, big power and they hit and everything else, right? They didn't worry necessarily about batting average. And, uh, hey, we're, if you're going to go old school, Mark, we're going to go old school. But, well, uh, no, I, here's what I would say. I think you need to – I think Florida – like when Brian Lawton's going to come on, Sonny made as a top five analytics guy on the team. But what does Florida also have? They have bite, right? Like you look at right. look at the impact Radko Gudis, and yes, the Oilers looked at Radko Gudis, but they had Dayhernay. Okay, look at look at the impact Gudis has had. I mean, spec the Florida Panthers are winning with Mark Stahl in their second pairing. 
Well, and they're winning. Listen, they got Bobrovsky. Like you just said that that you referenced the Vegas success based on goaltending. Look at the goaltenders they did it with this year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, they didn't have Sean Burke. Yeah, they didn't have a starter there, like a legitimate NHL number one. They haven't had one this whole season, and they still don't. Yeah. And they're getting enough goaltending to win. It tells you that. You know, if you play good team defense and you get some goaltending, none of those guys are stealing games for them. They're just making the saves they're supposed to make. Bobrovsky's different. Hill Bobrovsky stole. He's yeah. stolen a bunch of games this spring. Yeah, Hill stole, stole great uh, game six against Edmonton. Hey, Spec, great stuff. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. All right, Bobby. You bet. That's Mark Spector, Sports and Spec. Uh, joining us, it's 1254 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. How long till a drunk solo? That's what I want to know. This is by far my favorite Phil Collins song. Another 80s, frankly 70s, and even a late 60s icon has just passed away. Tina Turner at the age of 83. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. The Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. It's the simple or the best. All right, I got to get to uh, simply the best, some might say. Uh, 250 plus years of experience, and they get you the best results. This just shows you everything that you need to know about how life works. Cooey has Texas. Hello, Bob. Mark Spector is right. He's not part of the Oilers, and he calls a spade a spade. Stop protecting the Oilers players who should move on to the club. R&H says Cooey. Yamamoto, too small, not going to win the cup with them. I understand your position with the club, but very frustrating time after time, not giving any constructive feedback to the players that need to go. That text comes to us from Cooey. Cooey, I respectfully disagree. Uh... I don't see a scenario where you need to trade uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins for what it's worth. I would not trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but what do I know? Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. There was another one I wanted to get to. Bob, didn't CC have a core issue? Yes, he did. No question about it. We had a guy text the show. Oh, here it is. Hmm. Uh, Bob, uh, don't blame Skinner for the Vegas series. The series was 100% lost by Jay Woodcroft, and he should own it. Well, I got news for you. The players would take on their degree of accountability, and Stuart Skinner would be the first to tell you that he needs to play better as well. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Bob Fogel is a useful player, but it's time to sell him while his value is at the highest. I haven't seen anything that indicates that Holloway couldn't provide the same value for one-third of the price. That one comes to us from Tony. There you go. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Randy Kilburn. And back for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts with Brian Lott. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry, hurry. Hello? Are you